0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss.
2: Sanspants Radio, Australia's least coherent podcast network. Hey, have you been on the fence about joining Sanspants Plus? I get it. There's too many tiers to choose from, it's all a bit confusing, and what if you don't like what us bumblefucks do? Well, don't worry. For this month only, we're offering you a one-month free trial subscription for champs if you use the coupon code Ratboy, That's R-A-T-B-O-I. You can listen to the several bonus D&D campaigns, over a 100 episodes of Jackson Bailey Spooks America, and all of the Hey D&D, it's me, Adams, and much, much more. But perhaps that's not enough. Perhaps you want to see how the bourgeois live. Well, in this special introductory offer of just $5 for the first month... You can be a Sans Pants King with the coupon code RATKING. That's R-A-T-K-I-N-G. Listen to the weekly saga that is D&D is for Kings or perhaps our foray into the world of darkness with our mini-series, The Spirit of Lonely Places. We have a lot of content on offer and it's just sitting there begging to be listened to. Just head to sanspantsradio.com slash plus to become a member today using either coupon code RATBOY for a free month of champ or RATKING for $20 off your... First month of a King subscription.
3: Welcome to season three, episode twenty-two of Zombie Plague Cholt. Previously, what? Sorry. Sorry.
4: Turns around to look at Biff.
5: Biff starts sweating bullets. I am on Biff so fast, Adam. I'm going to count to five. Hop, don't. Five. Hop. Anything else? Not nothing else you want to share with the class?
3: She puts her hands
4: on her hips. I can't wait to see the else You see just all around you, there are the sad, sulken forms of people.
3: How long is this going to last for?
4: To Valindra. Valindra is looking somewhere else with a smile, like a, like, a, like a pleasant smile on her face. You've never seen her look so happy. No, you have. I don't know, maybe turn you into a pig or something. Can you turn me back into me?
5: Um... I could, yes. Hey, it's a notary rhyme. Is in infinal. final.
4: I need to know from this point forwards, every single time your characters speak. You,
5: you've, you've started it. If you say, you've said backward, backward, like, <laughs> <is> Fuck. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you hear
4: a dull shk and you presumably can now insert the skeleton keys. You return to the gate. This 12 foot high, 10 foot wide door is made of green stone its surface carved with grinning goblin skeletons. Don't know how you know. You're not, surely you couldn't. Well, maybe uh, you're not an anthropologist. You're an archaeologist. I, like...
5: I've met anthropologists. <laughs>
4: Didn't like a If single... you
5: know what I mean. <laughs> Fucking hated all of them.
4: <laughs> a belt of smooth stone spans the door at a height of four feet set with five gold symbols in a row. A triangle, a square, a pentagon, a hexagon, and an octagon. Each symbol is engraved on a recessed circular seal. Uh, those seals actually would be gone, or whatever. The the gold in the way is gone, and now you can insert the keys. All right, let's then.
3: insert those keys. Hang on, do you share?
5: Cool. I'm not. Yes, of course. I share the. Why do you mean? Like, do I hold on to them? Pretend we don't have them.
3: When you start to unlock, do you pass the keys out so we can all help, or do you just do them all one by one is what I'm asking? Because you have all of them.
5: I hand you two of the keys. Okay, I unlock them. I do the other three. The door with a
3: shuddering...
5: Hang on, pause. What the fuck's going on with uh, Cage Tiffany? Oh,
4: uh, sorry. They would have rejoined you. Cage Tiffany is kind of like right up the back. Flask of Wine and Starfallen are kind of like flanking her in a protective sort of thing. Flask of Wine is kind of half holding her up. And Artisemba is standing in front of the four of them. I'm not sure what to do
3: because while I've been there, you know, because she's me and it sucks, I'm like, oh, my God, she needs help. But I am jealous. Those are my parents. So (laughs) I just turn back around. I've got other things to do. (laughs) With a shuddering clicking
4: sound, the skeleton gate unlocks and slowly opens. Adam. Yes. Real quick. Yeah. How am I doing? How are you doing? For hit points? Yeah. You're on 138 out of 156. I'm going to
5: just do a bit of a level three cure wounds.
3: I'm on 76, yeah.
5: You recover 15 hit points, Pop. Hey! That'd be almost full.
4: You're three hit points off. That's good. That's good enough. I've got you on 76. Hey! The opening skeleton gate reveals... Crumbling balconies overlook a pool of lava filling this triangular chamber, above which is suspended an enormous crystal cylinder held in place by three adamantine struts. Wraith-like forms swirl inside the chamber, uh, swirl inside the cylinder, sorry, and otherworldly screams hang in the air. Four long writhing tentacles sprout from the cylinder's cap. A shriveled monstrosity the size of an elephant floats near the oh, cylinder. It <laughs> looks
5: like, oh, it's fucking hideous.
4: Are you ready for this? Its body is wet and malformed. Oh, Ugh. no.
3: I know. Oh, my God.
4: Its arms and legs are atrophied, and its oversized head drips black goo. Oh, fuck off. It looks
3: like there are umbilical cords coming out of it everywhere.
4: Yeah, the creature is attached to the cylinder by a twisted umbilical cord. Those are umbilical cords.
5: Is it like a horrific, awful death fetus?
4: Valindra knows what it is. Well, no one else just even could, really, to be honest. Valindra gestures to the creature and says... It is an atropal, uh, a ghastly, unfinished creation of an act of evil gods, cast adrift and abandoned long ago. You could consider it the child, if you will, of a god. The fetus of a god. Since it is never truly alive, it cannot be raised or resurrected by any means, and even the divine intervention of the gods themselves could not breathe through life into this hateful, miserable horror. It is unfinished, if you will, but still possible to be finished. Valindra enters the room proper, and she gestures to the cylinder behind the Atropal. That would be the Soulmonger. It is feeding the Atropal souls. Fuck, the energy of thousands, millions, hundreds of
5: millions. Never thought I'd say this. That does not belong in a museum.
3: I just stare at you wide-eyed. Like, That's oh. character development, my friends.
4: <laughs> <laughs> How do I uh, turn it off? Valindra doesn't answer immediately. She actually doesn't even act like she heard your question. It is interesting in a way. Uh, it's such a immense power. So curious. He's trying to to not breathe life, but create a god.
5: What god?
4: This one. She gestures again to the Atropal. It, It is not yet a god. It is still unborn, if you will. But it has the divine spark within it. It just needs to be fed. Fed upon the souls of countless. What an incredibly clever act. Not what I would have done with the Soulmonger, but certainly something indeed. <laughs> and Clearly, not- Azorak means not to be the power on the throne, but the power behind the throne. If he could tame this creature after creating it, the power he could wield would be immense. He would not need a phylactery anymore. He would
5: simply be immortal. Yeah, that sounds like fucking bad fucking news. That's
3: such a long way to go to be immortal.
5: It's also fucking gross. Look at you're
3: it. not. You don't want to do that, do you?
5: I have no
4: interest in be in being the power behind the throne. I want to be the power on the throne. More open.
3: That makes sense. <sighs> that doesn't um, sit well with
4: Pop. <laughs> but
3: what? How do you gone. think we can? The the free
4: and the Soulmonger are both intelligent in design. They will defend themselves, but they do not understand that we are here to destroy them. Not yet. Valendra gestures to the adamantine struts holding the soulmonger in place. If I can break through one of these, then I can break through all three. As in to say, if I break through one of them, the structural loss will cause the other two to break. And then I can capture the soulmonger, as it were. With the soulmonger captured, the atropal will wither and die eventually. Or we could just kill the atropol outright. If Azorak learns of what we have done, which he no doubt will, he will undoubtedly seek to feed the Atropal again somehow. I don't think he will... <laughs> this seems like more than a pet project.
3: Do you think the lava will kill it?
4: I don't know. It could, but the Atropal, the Atropal is hovering. Yeah. I don't think we could force the Atropal willingly into the lava, but we could certainly try. Oh,
5: I like the sound of that.
4: No matter what we do, the instant we start attacking, the Soulmonger and the Atropal will clap back, as it were.
5: we just got to clap real fucking hard then, don't we?
3: So all we need to do, step The one- struts are big enough
4: to walk on, as a note.
5: So Valindra's plan is destroy the struts, cause the Soulmonger to stop feeding the Atropal. The Atropal would become weaker, I guess, and we'd be able to kill it more easily.
4: No. Valindra thinks that destroying the or capturing the Soulmonger will cut off the Atropal's food supply, it will wither and die eventually if no help is given to it, but that won't necessarily weaken it functionally for a fight. Yeah, I feel
5: like we kill the Atropal.
3: Yeah. Because yeah. if, if
5: we destroy the Soulmonger and the Atropal's still alive, the Atropal's alive and then also maybe it calls Dad. I would suggest
4: we fight the Atropal first. The Soulmonger is not clever enough to understand that we are killing what it is feeding. So we can fight the Atropal, then the Soulmonger.
1: If the soulmonger.
4: If we fight the soulmonger first, the atropal will understand what we are doing and will defend itself. This is a divide and conquer,
5: as it were. Hey, Horns. Yeah. You ready to murder a gigantic, grotesque baby monster? Yes. Good. That's
3: really. You worded it so. You call it a baby.
5: (laughs) Babies are
4: monsters. Some important things to understand about the atropal. If you can deal radiant damage, I would recommend that. It is vulnerable to it. Kiss the sword. (laughs) It is immune to cold, necrotic, and bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks, which drastically cuts down what I can do to it. It is immune to being exhausted, frightened, paralyzed, poisoned, or prone. It has true sight, so invisibility will do nothing. If you stand within 30 feet of it, you cannot regain hit points and you will you will feel necrotic energy leeching at you, it should be able to summon minor wraiths to defend it, which are no great challenge upon themselves, but, you know, are not great either.
5: Oh, this is such a bait-and-switch boss, and I hate it.
4: This is not going to be an easy enemy to face. None of you... them have, really. Hmm. All right, well... Look at it this way. We are fighting, essentially, the equivalent of a baby in its womb. Imagine if it were birthed and we had to fight it.
5: Yeah.
3: I'd rather not. Um, I want to get out my rapier and cast green flame blade on it. Um, I would like to attack. Maybe if we start with the umbilical cord first. We can reach that from where we are and maybe it will come to us.
5: Car- The cords are attached to it, so I figure if you hit the cord, it might hurt it. Would that be a fair assumption, Valendra? I would say true, yes. All right, then.
4: All right, so you arrange yourselves. You ready, horns? On the struts and around the Soulmonger are Tiffany, Pop, Lucanu, Biff, and that's it. Standing back on the platform from where you came in a much safer position, but a position that allows ranged attacks. Flask of Wine, The Star Fallen, and Valindra. Where's Cage Tiffany? Cage Tiffany is behind the formation on the platform. With Mumbles? Oh, yeah, yeah, with Mumbles. Yeah. They look after each other.
3: Glad they've got friends mm. and that mum and dad are here with us.
4: All of you get a free round before we go to initiative because the Atropal is not expecting you to
5: attack it. Good. All right, Horns, you'll be right.
3: You too. Um... I want to run up and try and slash at the umbilical cord with the green flame blade.
4: Tiffany, I'm going to allow sneak attack damage. You, oh, and you get advantage on your attack. You hit, dealing, you deal 35 points of damage, Tiffany.
3: Hey, Pop. better than none.
4: <laughs> First round of combat. Yeah, let's go. Extra attack, 125 points of damage. Jesus. Holy fuck. You have dealt 160 points of damage so far.
0: Fuck right. yes!
4: A bolt of lightning passes you by. Unfortunately, oh no, it has disadvantage. Yeah, floss. Still passes. Unfortunately, the atropal narrowly dodges out of the way. It still cops some lightning, but it kind of lightly brushes over it. The atropal only takes another nine points of damage, which seems paltry in comparison. It does. Hey, fun fact: Lucano actually can't hurt it. She rages and attacks, but she can't hurt it. Do any damage at all. No, she has no magical attacks. She cannot deal damage. Same with
5: Biff. What if I gave her the Mace of Terror? Okay. I'll give her the god too. Uh, Not that it matters because
4: she doesn't doesn't like the god. She She definitely does not want that
5: god in her head.
3: She didn't drink the beer though.
4: No, she didn't, but she fights off the god. She's I, I, it's a, I literally it, an affront to her deity. I literally oh, true.
5: took it willingly, repeatedly. I've done this to myself. There was no point when I... The first time it happened, I was like, oh, no. The second time it happened, I was like, every time it has to be this. All right. She... Wow, she gets a lot of bonuses to these attacks.
4: Lucano deals 39 points of damage. Biff does nothing. And it's the Starfallen's turn. The Starfallen does a little titter. Artisimbra fires three arrows. Zit, 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 And Clad the Drow throws a ball of arcane energy that also strikes. He deals 18 points of damage. And finally, it's Valindra's turn. Not able to deal cold or necrotic damage to it, she casts Infestation. She causes a cloud of mites, fleas, and other parasites to appear momentarily in one creature she
5: can see within range. That is fucked. That is, get- is such an awful fucking spell.
3: It gets in them. Oh. That's festy. That is festy. It's
5: an infestee.
3: La la la
4: la la. The infestation causes it to take, and then it takes 2 points of poison damage, but the atropal drifts closer towards the ledge. It's being forced there by the mites within it. Villain has no control over the Atropal, but she completely controls the mites and grubs that she has caused to infest it. And oh. she is dragging them closer
5: to her. Oh. This whole thing is fucking disgusting. All right, then we'll go to initiative.
4: Oh, cool. A lightning rakes the creature again, dealing uh, only 11 points of damage. Valindra deals another five points of damage and drags it five feet closer again. And then it is the Starfallen's turn. The Starfallen, she really can only do the laughing thing. She titters again. The Atropal does not feel bad this time. (laughs) Biff does nothing, basically. Artisembra fires again. Three more arrows find their mark, dealing a further 12, 15, 22, 23 points of damage. And then it is Tlad's turn. Tlad throws another Eldritch Ball at it, striking again. And then, Pop, it's your turn.
5: I would like to use Zephyr Strike. What a surprise. Mm-hmm. And do what I do, and I would like my advantage damage on the Zephyr Strike attack. Okay. Oh, good job. Fuck yeah. You get a critical hit.
3: Hey! Hey! i mean,
5: I'm one of them for a bit. Feels good, man. Feels
4: good, man. Slice to the cheek, double damage. Let's re-roll that one. <laughs> oh, yes. 67 points of damage. Delicious. You have laid absolute waste to this creature. It is still standing, though. It's your turn, Tiffany. Oh, fuck.
3: I'm going in with my green flame blade.
4: You strike it as well, Tiffany. You deal 26, 30 points of damage. Lucano deals 29 points of damage. Everyone in melee with the creature, ta- except because he's immune to it, Pox, because he's undead, takes 26 points of damage. That was not its attack or anything like that. That's just a thing it does every turn.
5: Every turn.
4: Every turn, if you were standing within 30 feet of it, it does that much, well, roughly that much uh, necrotic damage. I hide it. I hide it a lot. Then it's its turn. It splays its hands out and cold buffets all of you. You can tell that the spell is identical in nature to the one that Fla- uh, that Artisimbra casts with his Ring of Winter. Except it is so much more beefy. Yeah. 52. 52 points of damage. Each? Uh, y- uh, no, that's to you, Pop. Tiffany, you take 36, uh, 46 points of damage. Ah, You're on four. <gasps> Biff's corpse, Pox's corpse is destroyed. It topples over into the lava. And then Pop, you need to make a dexterity saving throw to stay standing. You pass. Tiffany, you need to make a dexterity saving throw to stay standing. You pass. Lucanu needs to make a dexterity saving throw. She passes. Biff's dead, so it doesn't matter. Pop, the second time you took damage this round, you need to make a dexterity saving throw. You pass that one. Tiffany, the second time you took damage, you need to make a dexterity saving throw. You pass that. Lucanu? Oh my god. Passes her second one. All right. No Ooh. one except Pox's corpse falls into the lava today.
5: Oh, the others are all at a distance. That was its uh, one of its actions.
3: What?
4: Uh, it uses its cone of cold again. It hits Pop. It hits Tiffany.
3: Uh, can it re-roll an attack against me?
4: And it hits Lucanu. Uh, it re-rolls. It hits again. fuck. Fuck.
3: fuck, fuck. fuck, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to die.
5: You'll immediately stabilise, but
3: yeah. No, because
5: she falls into the lava.
3: I'm going to fall into the lava. Fuck. I'm going to die. Fuck. Um,
4: Pop, you take... Forty-one points of damage. Tiffany. Well, it doesn't actually matter because you have four hit points.
3: <coughs> so I hit zero. Is
4: there any way we'll to deal with this? that in a tick? Uh, Lucano takes sixty-two points of damage. All right. So Tiffany falls. Pop. You need to make a dexterity saving throw.
5: You pass. Thank fuck for that. Would
4: you like to make another dexterity saving throw to catch Tiffany? Uh,
5: yes. Can I make it better by doing anything? Like, can I do something to make my, like, give myself advantage? For example. You can
4: get advantage if you drop Holy Avenger.
5: So I get advantage if I throw the sword away or I'm just rolling normally if I don't throw the sword away.
3: Mm-hmm. Don't throw the sword away. I'm not
5: going to throw the sword away. It's way too important. I, I try to grab Tiffany.
4: You grab Tiffany.
5: <gasps> Shit, a brick.
4: All right, uh, that was the uh, triple's turn. It's Flask of Wine's turn. <sighs> Pop, you, out of the peripheral of your vision, you see a flash of gold, and then Flask of Wine sprints, sliding down next to you. He grabs Tiffany handily, throws her over his shoulders, turns around, and is back on the ledge before you are even able to open your mouth. Right. The golden aura around him begins to slowly die down.
3: Oh, a boy. Fuck,
5: oh I'm such a fucking dumbass. <laughs> anyway, Adam, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine.
3: <laughs>
5: Guys, it's fine. Guess what I'm going to do in my next turn, Cass? Use the thing that makes me invincible for a turn.
3: Oh, my God. Oh my god!
4: Valindra casts a spell, and a ball of fire surrounds the atropel. The atropel needs to make a reflex saving throw.
5: I bet shits the bed and fails. It fails. Yeah, it's good. It eight a ten d eight damage. Good, you dumb grotesque sucker. Oh no! Skin.
4: Valindra just uses one of her. She maximizes the damage. It de- she deals eighty points of damage. No, actually, she's not going to maximize that damage. Belindra is expecting harder fights very soon.
3: <sighs> that doesn't bode well for us.
4: Mm-mm. The Atropel takes 43 points of fire damage. Tiffany, you wake up. The Starfallen <laughs> is standing over you.
3: I grab her. I love her.
5: <laughs> I love that the time is you die, fall. The next thing you know, you're just 30 feet, 40 feet away from where you were. I
3: assume the Starfallen did it all.
5: Tiffany, you have 31 hit points.
3: Thank you.
4: Oh. Uh, the star gently kisses you on the forehead and says, "You're safe." Thank you. Simber plugs the Atropal with three arrows, and Clad fires a bolt of arcane energy. Pop. What would you like to do?
5: Okay. Ooh, Clad's attack is pretty devastating. How fuckled is it, Adam? It's badly damaged. Because the gift of protection mean I couldn't get hurt by it this turn. But if I use it, I can't use it again for a week. And there's another five coming. There's another five coming. So, no gift of protection. I'm just mad. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cast Zephyr Strike at him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to raise Holy Avenger above my head. I'm going to look this grotesque, filthy, fucking, putrid, baby sack thing. In its big, filthy, fucking gross eye. And I'm going to very sternly, very sternly say, You killed my friend. That's very fucking rude. And stab it as hard as I can.
3: For a moment I'm like, Pox? And then I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) 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 No, it's probably probably me.
4: (laughs) Pop, you look the Atropal dead in its undead, Gross fucking face as snot and blood dribble out of the holes where its nose should be.
3: That's gross, people. Oh, one. it's got
4: a Voldemort pig nose. One. You say that to it, and then you drive Holy Avenger in between its eyes. The creature jerks and writhes and screeches on the end of Holy Avenger. Holy Avenger begins to glow hot. And you realize, you hadn't noticed a second ago, but Holy Avenger is like white hot. It is like touching flames. You are in agony as well. You begin screaming as well as the Atropos (laughs) screams. You feel, however, the life force, the malice, the evil within the Atropos begin to fade and ebb as the creature dies. You did not realize it before. No tome in a library, no delve deep into a dungeon can prepare you for the fact that evil is a real manifest thing and that it was stored within this creature. Evil, no word other than evil, ebbs and leaks out of this creature as it dies upon Holy Avenger. It is it is a cathartic moment. To see a creature that had nothing but malice in its heart and malice in its actions and future die prematurely on your sword. Pop cries. <laughs> you slay the Atropel. <sighs>
0: oh,
4: fuck. My fucking hands. No sooner had the Atropal died when, with a crack like lightning... A skeletal figure wrapped in moldering robes and clutching a skull-tipped scarf appears on the southern balcony. Hateful pinpricks of white light burn in its eye sockets and a two-foot diameter sphere of utter darkness floats in the air beside it.
5: I'm assuming, Adam, this is probably Acerak. I clock him, I guess. I look at him. (laughs) I see him. I acknowledge his existence, I assume he's looking at me, and I'm like, oh, you must be Aseret, you're late, cunt. Aseret acts as you are
4: talking. Aseret does not care. He is not here for words. He is not here to converse with you. He has come here with one objective, to slay the creatures that inconvenienced him. Azarak simply begins sweeping his arms in a spell. Lucanu, recognising who she is looking at and what is happening. Lowers her mace in a, like a, a combat angle and screaming. She launches herself towards Azerak. Lucanu closes in with Azarak and that's where her problems begin.
3: <sighs> Your wife. Are you going to kill
4: my wife, Adam? I might. Well, she's no longer. So she charges off the struts. Yeah. She's now on the platform on the far southern platform with Azarak. So she's not going to fall into the lava.
5: <laughs> that does not sound like a good thing, Adam.
4: She hits twice with the mace of terror. She does damage, maybe. Uh oh.
5: Is it quotation marks damage, Adam? I'm just
4: not. I'm just not at liberty to tell you. All right, that was her turn. Azarak finishes waving his arms in an arcane fashion and gestures. He gestures at Lucanu. And between the two of them, it feels like the lights in the room dim. Even the magma beneath you, it feels like the light coming off it dims. The light in the room halves in intensity. A bright purple vibrant cord of magical energy appears between him and lucanu Ooh. she fails her constitution saving throw so she lives lives nothing happens immediately tiffany it's your turn
3: uh, 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 um so it doesn't look like anything happens
4: Stephanie, you have some knowledge, Arcana, but not enough. Whatever this magic is, it is powerful and deep. Ask Valindra.
3: She's right there. You... I asked Valindra. What was that?
4: Valindra calls out from the far balcony, they have been inextricably tied. Damage to one will hurt both.
5: In Pokemon, this is called Destiny Bond. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to oh, do? Oh, fuck. What do you want to do, Tiffany?
3: I s oh. Can you unbond them?
4: Valindra yells back, no, the effect is temporary, but I no, I cannot in the effective amount of time.
3: I'm going to race in, hit Azarak with a green flame blade, and then use my cunning action to hide.
4: Okay. Uh you can try to hide, but you'll literally be in front of Azarak. There's it's not gonna be easy. I would say you have disadvantage to your hide. Okay. You could use your cunning action to disengage and then just retreat backwards if you wanted to. You okay. would be retreating backward. Oh, well, you could stay on the platform, but being on the platform is still very close to Azarak. Or you could retreat back onto the metal struts. But taking damage on the metal struts means you might fall.
3: Yeah, maybe I'll just try and hide. I'll take the risk and try and hide because I don't want to be on the metal struts. Okay. I f- nearly fell into but you them. you know that
5: hitting Azarak hurts Lucanu. It, and
3: I, it's I wish I didn't.
4: You lunge forwards with your rapier, mm-hmm. and Azarak grabs your rapier, and then you keep driving it forwards, and you are faster than he is strong. So you, <laughs> drive, is a great sentence. <laughs> you drive the rapier into him before he can move it out of the way. You skewer him. You will deal sneak attack damage plus the green flame. Oh, I think he's immune to fire damage.
3: No! <laughs>
5: He's going to be immune to so many fucking things, Cass.
4: All right, no, he's not immune to fire damage. <gasps> That's good. <gasps> Thank
5: God. Can I guess, because he's a lich, he's immune to necrotic and cold?
4: Uh, necrotic and poison.
5: Oh, but cold still he gets
4: He's resistant to uh, so he only takes half damage. Okay. This is maybe something Volindra has told you. Mm.
5: Well, we know enough about liches now.
4: You deal Azarak 17 points of damage, and you deal Lucanu 17 points of damage. Cass, That's my wife. As the green energy between Azarak and Lucanu ripples and you see negative energy flood into Lucanu and healing energy flood into Azarak, sharing their damage.
3: Lucanu can't speak common, so she doesn't know that I knew.
5: Uh, fair. It's a very, I mean, I guess. And I mean,
3: the starfallen can always heal Lucanu.
5: Yeah, sure, she's definitely going to survive this fight. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Azorak has his turn. Wait, 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 what the fuck? Azorak casts a spell. After he casts the spell, Azorak moves slightly. Not slightly, actually, quite a bit. Azorak finishes casting the spell, and then it's like he jumps Like, well, you would not have this frame of reference, but like a DVD or a movie skipped from one scene to another. He's in a completely different location, not far from where he started, but you also see a shimmering shield of energy around him.
3: Wait, if he's cast a spell and I'm a mage slayer and I get a reaction every time he casts a spell within five feet of me, Mm -hmm. does it work?
4: Yeah, you can attack him.
1: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm George Jim and I'm here to talk about Bookish, my book-themed interview podcast where I get a different guest on every week to talk about their favorite book and what that says about them. It's kind of half about the book and a lot about the guest because I'm trying to figure out why that thing you love is that thing you love. So if you've ever wondered, I like this thing, I wonder what that reflects about me. This show is basically me trying to figure that out every week with a new guest. It's kind of half book podcast and half psychoanalysis session from someone taking some wild shots in the dark. But it's a lot of fun, and I think kind of informative. And there's books. Cass, did
5: you just did you just know about your abilities and then use them correctly? Did
3: I just set up an action? Put me in chess. I could do it now.
5: You miss. (laughs) Put me in, coach.
3: You launch out
4: from cover. Oh no, you get advantage on this attack because he didn't see you. I am hidden. You, even with advantage, you launch out from your hidden spot. You strike him again. You can't use Green Flame Blade, though. He's immune to your attack.
5: Boo, it
4: sucks. Uh... Yeah, I'm sorry.
5: Do you have Cast a spell? That's such a good idea, and it sucks that the damage. I'll allow you to react you. with a spell. Okay. Do you, do you want
3: to use Witch Bolt? We're no. bringing out Witch Bolt! <laughs> All right. Oh, could it be any spell? I will allow any spell. You can use Scorching Ray, my Circle of Blasting. Or Agonizar's Scorcher.
4: Mm, if you use Agonazar's Scorcher, you get your surprise ability, so he has disadvantage
3: on his dexterity saving throw. I would like to use Agonizar's Scorcher.
4: You launch from cover. Hold oh, on, Cass. Point your hand at him and bathe him in flames. Your attack hits. He takes 11, 16. So he takes uh, eight points of damage. And Lucanu takes eight points of damage. Oh, fuck. Lucanu collapses. God damn it. I had a good plan and now it's ruined.
3: What was your plan?
4: I don't know. Propose.
3: <laughs>
4: Wait, marry me. <laughs> uh. Hey, is still standing. Hey. Uh, she uses her relentless rage ability.
3: Oh, she's mad.
4: To stay awake. Yeah. She goes to one hit point instead of zero. Just gets so angry she doesn't die. Then Azarak does his spell anyway. He shifts and moves, and it's the Starfallen's
5: turn. And there appears to be something shimmering around him, is that right?
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The Starfallen starts singing a slow, mournful song behind you. The song begins to swell in quality, becoming more and more powerful. You all recover twenty hit points. Oh, thank God. Whew. Artist Simber fires six arrows at Azarak. He hits four times. All of his attacks count as magical. Two of them explode in shadow energy. Oh, cool.
5: I hope I old hope, I hope mates weak to shadows. And he needs to make a wisdom saving throw, which...
3: <laughs> Getting hit by arrows and being like, wait, do you think I'm wise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? I don't know. No, oh my god. No, I am. I'm fine. I'm fine.
4: Woof. Azarac rolled a three and passed. Jesus. Jesus. Azarac and Lucanu both take 18 points of damage. Azarac is filled with needles, but Lucanu looks like she's the one worse for wear. Lucanu is being drained and killed by the the sickly energy between her and Azeroth. Why
5: the f- Everyone who spoke common knows that this is doing this. Why does everyone suck so much? It pop, it's your turn. Oh, fuck. I give artists a look that is like, in that look, it is, you're supposed to be the hero, you fuckbag. And then uh, I'd like to ask Valindra a question mm-hmm. <clears throat> as a bonusy, talky action. Yeah? Does it work that anything that happens to Lucano happens to Azeroth? Valendra shakes her head. Fuck. Well, there goes my plan to make her drink this potion of diminution and then yeah. me smush <laughs> with my foot. <laughs> oh, we're I'm like, fine. Imagine ending the,
3: f- the main boss fight of this entire thing that we've been doing for a year, and you squish. Yeah,
5: that's what I mean. Funny, funny. Uh, Adam, I don't know what to do, because if I hit Asarak, I kill the at. Valindra, just last question. Uh huh. If she dies, what happens? Is the connection severed?
4: If she dies, the connection must be severed. You cannot do damage to a corpse.
3: Oh my god! But
4: you
5: can stabilize a corpse.
4: You can stabilize a dying person. If she becomes dying, this continues.
5: <laughs> this is the worst, Adam. Oh. Tom just wants to hold his action because I don't know what to do. You
4: can hold your action if you want.
5: Yeah, but I want to do fighting. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, you're adorable.
5: So if you want, you can hold your action until after Lucano's the- turn. Yep. No, because she'll be dead by then. Valindra's got to have a turn, and she's evil. She will kill. She'll kill Lucano if it means killing Azarak. It's yes. just how she operates. <sighs> I can't convince her otherwise, can I? You could try. That'd be your turn. Wait for me, is all I say to her, and I'm ready to do something.
4: Do you say that as a question, or do you want to use an action to intimidate?
5: Or diplomacy? (laughs) I want to try. If you just say it, you're leaving it up to the winds of fate. No, I want to try to convince her either diplomacy, not not intimidation, because I know that won't work for Valendra. Okay. That's such a pity, because you're way better at intimidation. Then you know what, Adam? Fuck it. I don't like Valindra. I'm going to intimidate her. I've got a sword that could that could rip.
4: Ooh, do you have anything for a reroll, buddy? <laughs> Cuz I'm Look, you didn't make double digits on this roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um ah uh, oh dear no. Flask of wine I reckon is going to cast Hunter's Mark. That's his bonus action. Otherwise, what's he gonna do? He sprints halfway across the room and starts climbing on the soulmonger. <sighs> yes. Good boy. Then it's Valindra Shadow Mantle's turn. Come so on you
5: bony bitch, don't you fucking dare.
4: Fire bathes the end platform. Oh, a massive Holy shit, she's just like she's just hit Lucanu as well. Yep. <laughs> a giant. Wall of Fire bathes the end platform. Azarak needs to make a saving throw. Fuck, nat 20, he passes. Uh, Lucanu needs to make a saving throw. She fails. Tiffany, you make a saving throw with advantage, and you will take zero damage from your evasion ability. The fire touches all elements and places and in-betweens. Wow. 48 points of damage. So, oh. Tiffany, you take zero. Lucanu takes 48. And then she takes 24. Okay. So, I've got good news, bad news. Which would you like to hear first? Bad news? Yeah. Bad news? Lucanu is on one hit point.
5: Oh, that's all right. Okay. She'll just keep being on one hit point. Oh, I forgot that's her ability. She won't ever die.
3: Let's not say that. But all right. <laughs> What's the good news? That is the good news. Ah. Oh. oh, it was one news. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so what? What you said? What you mean, Adam? Was you have, have news? news.
4: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Fuck. That was Valindra's turn. Oh, the fire doesn't go away. By the way, it's it stays. It's Tlad's
5: turn.
3: I think that's uh good. It's not.
5: Connor's gonna die. Yes. I hate that witch so much. I'm gonna push her in the lava.
3: It won't work. I will not let you do that. Tlad.
4: Conjures a ball of fire into his hand, but as he throws it, drawing a blank, you are unable to cast the spell for one minute. As he casts, or begins casting the spell, everyone hears a audible, a loud audible snap from up the northern end of this room. And Tlad the Drow, looking at his hand, not, neither of you can hear this, but anyone on that north, all the NPCs on that northern platform can hear Tlad whispering to himself, What, what? Can't remember what? What? <laughs> That's Tlad's turn. oh uh, I'm gonna kill him. It's Lucanu's turn. He—he's not being actively un. Well, no one has been actively unhelpful. It's just some party members don't care about other party members. Yeah, I'm gonna push him in the ladder, Actually, if I can't
5: oh, kill Belinoro, I'll kill him.
4: On that scale, he's been fine. He's not. He's and not I'm, attempted to. The thing what? is, I
5: don't like him. That's fair. His name's Tlad. It's the Chad of Elves. <laughs> Look, I can't apparently argue pops with that. an incel.
4: Lucanu is rapidly losing steam. She swings again and again and again and again, but her, her mace just starts hammering off the shimmering energy shield around him, dealing no damage. Tiffany, Azarak gestures towards you, and you see something that has previously only been the purview of Valindra and Pop. The air ripples around you and the ghosts of hundreds and maybe thousands of dead claw out at you. You know that end scene from Hercules where he's in like the soup of all those souls?
3: No. Is this kind of like the scene in Scooby-Doo where they- Imagine thousands of spectral
4: entities swirling around you. All of them, every single one of them. An adventurer that Azarach has killed who stood in the exact spot you were standing in when Azarak killed them. There's hundreds, maybe thousands. You cannot tell how many countless. All of them claw at you and try to sap your life force from you. Screaming, wailing, gnashing their teeth.
3: Oh my God, take the L, am I right?
5: <laughs> take the L.
4: <laughs> the connection between Lucanu and Azrak ends.
3: Oh, I don't want to attack him anymore then.
4: <laughs> You're secretly here just to kill Lucanu. An assassin sent through time. And then it's your turn, Tiffany.
3: I would like to repeat what I did, use green flame blade, and then is there somewhere where I can... Can I hide behind someone?
4: There's not a lot on this plot. Oh, you could hide behind Lucanu here. Yeah. yeah. That would be using your cunning action to disengage. Yes. Launching yourself back over the railing, you land and lunge forwards at Azarak. This time when he tries to grab your rapier, you turn the rapier suddenly in a feint and he kind of just fumbles a little bit trying to catch the rapier. You whip it back up around and slash at his face causing a scar similar to one of the many scars dotting your face.
3: And then I disengage successfully and harm. Before
4: you disengage, Azarack reaches out to grab you. Azarack's bony fingernails brush against you. It wouldn't even be a scratch that would leave a mark. That is the mark he leaves upon you. You take 10 points of cold damage as you feel a chill from deep past beyond the grave.
3: Can I react to that? Yes. I would like to do hellish rebuke.
4: He takes half damage.
3: Am I able to disengage now? You and
4: disengage, yes. This feels like bullying. He takes six points of damage.
3: Oh, God.
4: <sighs> Does he look we're injured? <laughs> he doesn't look concerned. He's a corpse, so it's hard to tell how much damage you've done. Time has done more damage to his body than you ever will. Yeah, this is true. All right, then it's his turn. He gestures, and the roiling black sphere that no light escapes from, it looks like just a 2D circle, but you can tell that it's a 3D sphere. It moves towards Lucanu and then brushes up against her. Oh. Lucanu ducks, and the sphere deftly passes over her, just barely missing her. Lucano needed a 20, and she got a 20. That would have killed her. Tiffany, you know this is the sphere of annihilation. If the sphere touches you, you die. You are consumed. Only the direct intervention of a deity could save you. There is nothing else. A deity, a god, literally needs to step in and say that you don't die. Okay. Oh, there's no saving throw on this. Wait, is, no. Oh, Lucano dies. Azarak. Waves his hand, Lucanu uh, collapses forwards.
5: Adam, I'm. Um, so you, you Lucanu...
4: killed her anyway. Lucanu is dead. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> 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 it... Then it's the Starfallen's turn. First things first. Pop, you get a uh, a bardic inspiration as the Starfallen <clears throat> in her singing. Begins to weave a tale. She sings of deeds that you have done that she was not there for. But they happen. She sings about the brave acts. Maybe maybe she sings about the defense of Fort vengeance. And the moments where you saved another person's life. You have forgotten these events completely. This dungeon has robbed you of certain acts of heroism from your past. And... The Starfallen reminds you of the good man you have been.
3: Not are, uh,
4: have been. <laughs> Everyone but- also recovers 20 hit points. Yes.
5: <laughs> if I have been, I can be again.
4: <laughs> Get a good boy card. Yes. Good. <laughs> then it is um, uh, 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 Azarach's turn. What? Azarack uses one of his legendary actions. Gah! How often can he do this shit? Just whenever?
3: How many legendary actions does he get? He gets three every round. Jeez. Every round?!
5: Hey, Adam, why don't I get any legendary actions? I'm a legend. <laughs> if we're fighting in Pop's house, would I be, like... <laughs> <laughs>
4: You come to my you know house. What? If you have a fucking house, yeah. yes. I will allow you legendary actions in your fucking house. Oh my Tiffany, God. you take 12 points of damage as cold energy buffets you. Artisimbra launches three arrows. Hit, hit, critical hit. Good job, Artis. Good work. Maximum double damage. Artisimbra's third arrow explodes the side of Azarak's head. He does forty one points of damage. That was Artis' turn. Pop, it's your turn. So
5: uh, I don't really uh, I should use this, but also I have an ability that does basically does it anyway. Oh,
4: I should say also Artis Ember starts sprinting along the railing. He's running towards the fight as well to
5: get closer. Oh yeah, I so I mean I'm Adam. Mm. I'm gonna get to the fight. I'm gonna get holy Avenger. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna use Zephyr Strike. Mm-hmm. And uh Radiant damage does double damage to Old Mate. It does more I I do Radiant damage to Old Mate too, don't I?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It does the extra damage.
5: Great. So I want to use the first attack of Zephyr Strike, do the, the double the damage advantage roll thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Dub dem
5: Um and on have Stalker's Flurry ready to go for if I miss and if I I'm also gonna use this as a as a as a plus D ten to the Zephyr Strike roll. Okay cash it in because Adam all my happy memories well because as I stand and I race towards this lich I remember deep down the inner lot monologue in pop's head is that that yes deep 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 down yes it's it's soft sharp soft sharp soft sharp soft sharp 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 but in the middle of that last little icy shard of sharpness there is a big leaf Get a good boy card.
4: You charge forwards. Your first attack is a hit and you don't need your uh, re-roll ability. Your second attack is a miss, so you use the re-roll on that. Yes. You hit twice and you deal 44, 46 points of damage. Hmm.
5: All right, you bony-headed fuck. Let's fucking dance. <laughs>
4: That was your turn, Pop, sprinting in. You're now face-to-face with Azerak. Through the Wall of Flames, Azarak leers at you, and you see malice, hatred in his eyes. You are an insignificant insect that has annoyed him for too long. <laughs>
3: Gahoy.
5: Oh, well, I'll tell you what, that's good, because I-, I want him to hate me.
4: Azarak gestures, and the Sphere of Annihilation... ...launches itself at you. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, I gave him a bow. It gently hums past you. As it passes you, you hear a whispering. Over the din of combat, the roar of the magma beneath you... ...you can hear it whispering at you. Your heart stops for a second. Stopped completely still, and the feeling of cold sweat drenching you passes over you. You understand that you, for a brief moment, gazed into the void, nothingness, emptiness, not the afterlife, but death, true death, the end. Even if your soul managed to escape the sphere of annihilation, which it would not, you would have been consumed by the
5: soulmonger. Oh, um, so it missed, Yes, and I'm still looking at Aserac. Mm-hmm. You missed, fuckface.
3: Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> Stop. What are you doing? Oh, my God. It's Flask of Wine's turn.
4: Flask of Wine brings himself up onto, like, he finds a metal strut on the soulmonger and wraps his legs around it. He knocks, draws, and aims a bow, and as he does so, he lines the bow up with the hunter's mark that he has, and then electrical energy surges down his arm into the arrow. Azarach waves a hand, and it explodes before Flask of Wine gets a chance to fire it. Flask of Wine falls into the magma. Uh. With a sickening splash, Flask of Wine lands in the magma. Um. I- Flask of Wine takes 10d10 damage.
3: Son of a bitch Okay, so if this were a video game I would have turned the console off by now Yeah And I would be like Start again, there's no recovering from this You have to start again
4: Will our heroes save Flask of Wine? Or will they have to reset to an earlier save state Before their poor friend was Molten goo? Find out next time on Once Upon a Time in Zombie Plague Chopped. Hey, I'm Cameron James. And I'm Alexi
5: Toliopoulos. You
4: might know us as the cinephiles from Total Reboot, mm-hmm. Finding Drago, yes. and Finding
5: Desperado. And guess what, baby? We're bringing Total Reboot back.
4: Finally. The only podcast on the internet about movies is returning.
5: We're coming back to Sans Pans with a brand new season of a very incredibly unique blend... Of film criticism Which is usually taken very, very seriously It's quite a pompous form of discussion And artistic examination But we are bringing it back with a twist, bitch What's that? The twist is that we're freaking funny, dude. <laughs>
4: Oh, very cool <laughs> This year we're putting out a bunch of miniseries Looking at all the big topics of cinema And I'm very excited about our first miniseries Which is all about screen ages That's right Movies, one of our favorite genres.
5: Over on Total Reboot, we'll be making fun of all of these movies that we love so very much and trying to figure out why, in fact, we actually do love them. So listen to Total Reboot,
4: the only podcast on the internet about movies.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
2: Just search for D and for Nerds on your favourite podcast app of choice, and join us on this epic quest of D and D podcast discovery.